Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the August 25th episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1954 through 1959 of the Catechism. 1. The Natural Moral Law. 1954. Man participates in the wisdom and goodness of the Creator, who gives him mastery over his acts and the ability to govern himself with a view to the true and the good. The natural law expresses the original moral sense which enables man to discern by reason the good and the evil, the truth and the lie. The natural law is written and and engraved in the soul of each and every man because it is human reasoning ordering him, ordaining him to do good and forbidding him to sin. But this command of human reason would not have the force of law if it were not the voice and interpreter of a higher reason to which our spirit and our freedom must be submitted. 1955. The divine and natural law shows man the way to follow so as to practice the good and attain his end. The natural law states the first and essential precepts which govern the moral life. It hinges upon the desire for God and submission to him, who is the source and judge of all that is good, as well as upon the double sense that the other is one's equal. Its principal precepts are expressed in the Decalogue. It is called natural, not in reference to the nature of irrational beings, but because reason, which decrees it properly, belongs to human nature. Where then are these rules written, if not in the book of that light we call the truth? In it is written every just law. From it the law passes into the heart of the man who does justice. Not that it migrates into it, but that it places its imprint on it, like a seal on a ring that passes onto wax without leaving the ring. The natural law is nothing other than the light of understanding placed in us by God. Through it we know what we must do and what we must avoid. God has given this light or law at the creation. The natural law, sorry, 1956, the natural law present in the heart of each man and established by reason is universal in its precept and its authority extends to all men. It expresses the dignity of the person and determines the basis for his fundamental rights and duties. For there is a true law, right reason. It is in conformity with nature, is diffused among all men and is immutable and eternal. Its orders summon to duty, its prohibitions turn away from offence. To replace it with a contrary law is a sacrilege. Failure to apply even one of its provisions is forbidden. No one can abrogate it entirely. 1957. The application of the natural law varies greatly. It can demand reflection that takes account of various conditions of life, according to places, times and circumstances. Nevertheless, in the diversity of cultures, the natural law remains as a rule that binds men among themselves, and opposes on them beyond 
The Inevitable Differences, Common Principles. 1958. The natural law is immutable and permanent throughout the variation of history. It subsists under the flux of ideas and customs and supports their progresses. The rules that express it remain substantially valid. Even when it is rejected in its very principles, it cannot be destroyed or removed from the heart of man. It always rises again in the life of individuals and societies. Theft is surely punished by your law, O Lord, and by the law that is written in the human heart, the law that in iniquity itself does not efface. 1959. The natural law, the Creator's very good work, provides the solid foundation on which man can build the structure of moral laws to guide his choices. It also provides the indispensable moral foundations for building the human community. Finally, it provides the necessary basis for the civil law with which it is connected, whether by a reflection that draws conclusions from its principles or by additions of a positive and juridical nature. Okay, very good. So we've begun looking at the different types of law and we look at the, the first thing we look at is this natural law. Um, that they, this natural law that is written on the human heart, that is in human reason, that every person has this natural law in them. In a sense, uh, civil society recognised this, especially after World War II, with the Nuremberg trials. The Nuremberg trials of the Nazi officials who had been involved in the Shoah or the Holocaust um, was very important. Um, because, in a sense, everything they had done was fully legal. This was the genius of the iniquity of the, of the Nazis. They legalized uh, genocide. They legalized terrible crimes and they made them legal deliberately. And so everybody that cooperated in them was just following the law. And um, the civil law said that these things were okay. And the rest of the world turned around and said, no, they're not okay. These are crimes against humanity. And still today we have this in, in, in happening, these crimes against humanity. Unfortunately, they're there. And in a sense, society, the world recognizes them. And so this is a big uh, validation of what the church has always taught. That yes, sure, civil laws, civil laws are fine. Civil laws are generally good. But... More importantly is the law that's in our heart and the law that's inscribed upon our heart that is natural to every person that comes to us as part and parcel of creation. It's not taught to you. It's something that you have inside of you. Yes, it can be reinforced by teaching. Yes, it can be helped by teaching. But inside of you, there is this, um, this law that tells you not to kill, not to steal, to respect God, not to commit adultery, not to covet, that this is inside of us, written on our hearts. And this is something that's in every person, in every age, in every culture, in every society. And in a sense, it's underneath the, um, the, 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 the civil laws. The civil laws are kind of built on top of this. But that first of all, we have this, um, we have this basis underneath that's why, in a sense, um, we can talk about 
Um, we can talk about different types of government being good or being bad. And unfortunately, I think in our time, there's this tendency to to rate democracy as if democracy is good. That people can decide. And sure, there are many things that people can decide. But people can't decide what's right and what's wrong. Certain things are always wrong. You can have all the referendums. You can have all the by-elections. You can have all the experts saying things. But certain things are always wrong. Murder is always murder. You can vote and say, well, on Tuesdays it's not murder anymore. And you can kill whoever you want on a Tuesday. But no, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. You can legalize something, but it's still wrong. And so we need to see this, uh, this, this natural law. This is the first type of law that the Catechism deals with, this natural law that is underneath all the other laws. So we'll continue, and tomorrow we're going to look at 1960 through 1964. God bless.